Are you looking to establish a powerful online presence for your brand? Look no further than Live the Dream Media. Our team of experts possess the capabilities and skills necessary to make it happen. From creating compelling content to analyzing data and making strategic decisions, we've got it covered. Don't let a lack of social media know-how hold you back. Visit ltdmedia.net for more information. Hey everybody, welcome back to Local Miranda Podcast. Last episode, we had the Miranda Police Department Community Resources here. And today we have another very important community figure here with us from Vision Church. Really good friend of mine. We used to coach football back in, yeah, back in the day. My first ride along with a <laughs> yeah. police officer was with you. Yep. And we ended up working together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so we're going to talk about your story today. All right. All right. I want you to share. There, there's some points I'll bring up. There's some stuff, yeah. we, conversations we've had. And I want you to share your story with the audience today yeah. and then share what you're doing at Vision Church, why it's important. And then we're going to talk some sports okay. towards now the end go. of it. Yeah, it's go. going to it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. But I want you to introduce to your, yourself to the audience. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, my, name's, my name's Cole Hunter. I am uh, born and raised here in Tucson. I'm a native. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a five-year break, lived in North Carolina for a little bit, and moved back uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And so back home and I think this is where we are permanently. So Yeah. So how was that break in North Carolina? What'd you think of the weather? I tell you what, humidity is no joke. Yeah. No joke. I kid you not. They say it's a dry heat. I used to never it was like so's an oven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what, what does that mean? We were in North Carolina for two seconds. And we have uh we've got four kids and, and Candace was like our oldest, she was like seven at the time. Mm-hmm. And we get out and it's in the thick of summer and the humidity and you know, she's never experienced before and she's She's reaching and she's like, like, what is wrong with the air? And she's like, Mom, <laughs> move it. I can't move. Yeah. And we were like, Welcome to North Carolina. So that humidity is no joke. Yeah. No, no joke. But it was awesome. It was great being there. I love, love North Carolina. Uh, we were in the Raleigh area and uh, a lot of great memories there. It's awesome people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but to channel my inner uh, Wizard of Oz, there's no place like home. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. So what, what, so you're here. Yeah. You leave. Why'd you leave? <laughs> Why'd I leave? It's, a, it's a, my wife, my parents, her parents. Yeah, pretty much anyone <laughs> I've ever known has asked that exact same question. No, it's it's a. Uh, so I we were volunteering uh, actually at Vision Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vision Church has been around since uh, 2011. Okay, and uh, the senior pastor and founder, his name is Toby Noonan. Him and I have known each other for years. Okay, uh, I always say that um, <laughs> our relationship kind of spanned Brady's career because uh, when this rookie <laughs> Tom Brady showed up. Um, it's when I started going to church and, and met him. And then wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it, uh, pastor Toby retires and, uh, Brady retires. And I was joking with him about it the other day. And I was like, man, our, our relationship pretty much spanned Brady's, Brady's, Brady's career. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was volunteering, helping, helping out. He was really, um, just teaching me and mentoring me. And he was the first one that, that pulled me aside. And I was still in high school at the time, but he pulled me aside and said, have you ever thought about ministry as a direction for your life? I really feel like God's called you, God's marked you. Have you ever thought about it? And and he didn't know this, but I had been thinking about it. He was the first person to call it out of me and, and really speak it into existence in my life. Okay. And so he's really kind of always had that. I was telling him at his retirement, uh, every door I've ever walked through, he's God's really had him at the threshold. And so he's always been pointing me in the right direction. So to answer your question, how do we get back to North Carolina? 
um, one of the things that, that he wanted to expose uh, the church to was uh, he understood his limitation and he embraced it. He said he's a good teacher, yeah. but he's not the world's best teacher. But there are phenomenal teachers out there and who would who would release their sermons either in a podcast format or would, would air them online. And it yeah. was like, I don't want to keep this to myself. I don't want to recreate it either. Why in the world would I not just direct people to the source? And so he found this really interesting balance where he would do uh, live teachings for a while, like a series, and mm-hmm. then he would he would expose the church to some of the some of the, the the greatest pastors. You know, I think of our day. You've got people like Craig Rochelle. You've got people like Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the pastors that he exposed us to uh, was this this in my opinion my favorite pastor. This guy named Pastor Stephen Furtick. And okay. it was in 2012. I'll never forget the sermon. It was room 101, Fear's Greatest Hits. And I, I'd, I'd never heard the word of God preached like that. I didn't know anything about Elevation Church and Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going like, like, where is this? And it's crazy, but it just, it captured me. Mm-hmm. Like it, I got so fixated on it. I was so obsessed with it. And, and some of it I think had to do with just the newness of that church, but it was also the way that God has absolutely gifted pastor Stephen to be able to communicate the word of God. I'm going, I've never heard it this way Mm -hmm. to the point where I start researching elevation church, learning their story. And I was like, I got to see this. Yeah. I have to see this. And there was an apprenticeship. Now, mind you, I've been married for five years. I uh, had a great career as a police officer. We had two kids at the time. Mm-hmm. Had the perfect, Amer- what we would call the American dream or yeah. cul-de-sac Christianity, if you will. I mean, everything was perfect. I had the <laughs> yeah. house, spouse, kids, car, was working on the fence, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everything was perfect, but there was this apprenticeship opportunity in North Carolina and I wanted to go. And it's very difficult to get in. I don't even know why I'm applying for an apprenticeship. I've got a mortgage. I've got a career. I've got everything. But I'm applying for an apprenticeship. And we're invited to go all the way across the country and participate, uh, really apply for this. And it's very difficult to get in. But lo and behold, they they invited us to do what they call like a preview weekend to see if this is a good fit. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, it was like a thumbs up. Everything's great. However... um, and I'll never forget this. They said, you have a family. You have, we can say no to you at any time. And we, if we ask you to come back and turn around in a couple of weeks and say no, to some degree, we own that. That's on us. Yeah. And we don't want to be selfish. And so if you can get back here on your own, by all means, we would love to have you back here. We would love to, love to investigate this, but we're not going to ask you to walk away from your life in Arizona only to turn around potentially a couple of weeks later and say, thanks, but no thanks. And then you're left to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And so it was devastating, but encouraging at the same time. And I just, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I want to go to North Carolina. I want to go to North Carolina. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. It took five years and you and I are working together yeah. at the time. And, you know, and some of it kind of because, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm learning about faith and, and God's teaching you along the way. It's one of the things we were talking about in the sermon last weekend is, you know, sometimes the peace that comes in your life is never, is never, you know, we always want to be before God, give me peace. And then I'll take a step. And God's like, yeah. take a step and I'll give you peace. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. peace comes along the way. And so, but I'm still learning. Sometimes you keep that stuff to yourself too. You don't just go and tell everybody. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I told everybody I'm going to North Carolina. I'm going declaring it. I'm going to North <laughs> Carolina, you know? Yeah. yeah. Stamp, sign, sealed and approval, man. I'm, I'm going. And, uh, it wasn't so immediate. It actually took, uh, it took five years, but in the meantime, 
you know, uh, Pastor Toby was like, you know, he, he's just continuing to mentor. He's continuing to, he was one of the few people that wasn't trying to talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. He'd be the first one to go. He'd make no sense. But by all means, if that's what God's calling you to do, he was the ultimate encourager. And wow. I love that idea of encouragement. It's, this, it's the concept of putting courage inside of somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at, uh, at encouragement and discouragement, we think it's kind of on a scale. It's not. There's, there's literally, you're, you're either, if you're not encouraging them by definition, you're discouraging. Okay. There, yeah. there is no middle There's ground no middle whatsoever. Ground. Okay. whatsoever. And I've never forgotten that, you know, but I've, I'm always thinking about my kids, you know, it's like, oh, they know, do they? My, my parents, oh, they know, do they? My, the people I'm, I'm around, do they know? Or likely not. Most, I guarantee not. <laughs> no. And and most of us are, are walking around every single day uh, operating from empty. We're trying to pour into others, but we have nothing poured into us. And it's like, oh, well, you got to take care of yourself. Well, no, take care of the people around you. Encourage. Place, literally put courage inside of them. By Not embellish. Don't say something that's not true. They can pick that up a mile away. Yeah. And so Pastor Toby is like the master encourager, at least in my life. He's mm-hmm. always been that guy. And it's my parents are, are very much the same way. And, and God fortunately placed a handful of people around me who, even though in my mind I'm going, this makes no sense, had enough people who were continuing to make deposits and encourage me to continue to have faith. And lo and behold, uh, fun fact, uh, and, and, and this is a job that you'll know very well uh, because you took over from me and did it better. Uh, huh. the, the, yeah, I don't the, know about that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the school resource officer uh-huh. opportunity uh, was was something I had never never sought out. Didn't want to do it because we coach football, mm-hmm. and you know this is about it's about 2015, right? And this is one of I I done everything I could to make a way. I'd applied at numerous police departments in in North Carolina, trying to get back there, and just couldn't for whatever mm-hmm. reason, couldn't get back there. And finally kind of washed my hands of it and gave up. This is just how God does things. It's like once we we give up and we stop trying to do things in our strength, then mm-hmm. then he does it in his. And we realize that it's it's not our will, it's his will. It's not by our power, it's by his. But I'd kind of given up and uh, decided I was going to focus a little bit more on my career. And just I, I, I admittedly, I was like, eh, if it happens, great. But I'm going to stay here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to climb the, the the ladder at the police department. I wanted to promote, promote to a LPO or what we would you know, yeah. call a corporal, mm-hmm. um, eventually sergeant, so on. And so that was kind of where I wanted to go in 2015. And then all of the sudden, uh, I get approached with an, an opportunity about, would you like to be a school resource officer? And it was like, <laughs> no, I would <laughs> not, <laughs> not even a little bit that, that no, I, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, you, you coach out there. I think it'd be really good. You should apply for it. I'm like, no, I coach out there. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> I really have no desire. Yeah. And I was, I, w- I was certainly wrong. I underestimated what, uh, what it takes to be a school resource officer. And you, and you certainly know, um, you, it's, it's one of the best jobs I think in the police department, to be honest yeah, with one you, of the most rewarding. It, 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 without down. question, without question question yeah but I didn't know that at the time and I I, I, I declined it I wanted no, no part of it uh, officer went through the process ended up getting the opportunity and I it's freak accident you know what I mean like I, I don't know what happened it was you know just just sustained an injury and it just never it never really healed at the speed that it needed to and but they had to have somebody out yeah. there and so I kind of got voluntold like, hey, love you, mean it. Um, yeah. I hear you, but Come here uh, real quick. guess what? <laughs> You're the new SRO. Uh, well, how long? Uh, TBD. You will let you know. And what was supposed to be a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, turned into the 
best two years of my life. Yeah. I got the opportunity to be an SRO at uh, Miranda High School. Got to meet a lot of amazing, not only students who are also now young adults today. Yeah. Uh, but I got to meet a lot of amazing uh, teachers, mm-hmm. hardworking teachers. You do not realize. I mean, you actually you do, but I don't think people realize just how invested teachers are into their classrooms, into their students. And it's personal. Yeah. And, and, and I want to piggyback on that, too, is. I don't think people realize how exhausting it is oh, gosh, no. to be in front of an audience all day. All day. Because I, you know, before I took that position as well, I had no idea what it was like to teach all day right. or to do that. And right. in that position, you had to go and, and teach and present. You had a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, look, you know, I'll do a day and I'm like, these, I'm done. These folks still have, these folks still have a whole nother or four days. Right. And you got to start less, less I, mean, I think of all the lesson prep that went into yeah, just do one day. Exactly. Yes. You got to turn around and do it the next day yeah. and the next day. So props to, props to the oh, teachers yeah, for prob- sure. Without question. I mean, some of the hardest working people, most underappreciated people on the planet, in my mm-hmm. opinion, of how hard they work and they never stop. Yeah. They really never stop. Oh, they get, you know, time in the summer. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Constantly continuing education. And that's just, that's literally just to satisfy the requirements of the state of Arizona. Yeah. Now we're talking about all the extracurriculars that go mm-hmm. into into uh, the high school experience, not to mention that uh, they're trying to hit a moving target every single day because their yeah. requirements change or you know, they no one's ever no one's ever taught in, in high school as it's as it is today. And, yeah. and these teachers do an amazing job of pivoting or adapting. They always say the best avail- ability is availability. I, mm-hmm. I, I say no way. The best ability is flexibility. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I mean, teachers, if you if any teachers that have been doing it for any length of time have mastered they have a they have a phd in flexibility because they know how to do it hey yeah. guess what you're teaching history like yeah. i majored in mathematics well guess what you're teaching history <laughs> and they do it yeah. they do it and it's amazing so show props and, and shout out and i i found a, a newfound respect for uh and not just teachers what what high school administrators deal with mm. shout to sarah yeah. sarah whaley yeah earl armstrong yeah some of the just uh, i mean amazing amazing uh not just administrators, but people mm-hmm. that, I mean, there's so many, so many, so many, I mean, most, I mean, some people go and they, and, and they, they move on to another, another city, another state, whatever. But, but a lot of, a lot of people who are byproducts of either Mountain View or, or, or Miranda or, or schools here in the MUSD district, they go on to, to work here in Miranda and this is home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with some of the hardworking people who are developing this crop, uh, this generation and this time. And man, Miranda, Miranda, I know, I know, I had to work indirectly with Mountain View a little bit. Yeah. Got some just top-notch people. Mm-hmm. Top-notch people. And that's why I say it was the best two years of my life. Some of the, I mean, it was just, I, I absolutely loved that job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, what does that have to do with your story? <laughs> I, uh, a lot. Uh, yeah, it, it's actually, it's 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 kind of the, the springboard. Because mm-hmm. remember, I had been trying to get to North Carolina forever and a day, ever yeah. and a day, and just could not figure out how to do it. And, uh, you know, because I don't change my email, I don't change my phone number, I don't change anything. I had been on Indeed. And if you know the way Indeed works is um, you you become a profile match, mm-hmm. right? You have the opportunity for people to to pick you or, you know, select you or for, for employers to look for, for candidates if they have a, a, a specialized position or something that they're looking for. And, uh, you know, the, the grant had finished and, uh, you know, the, they... They, they found they found my replacement and uh it was just this guy you know you've met him yeah. his name's david samarana <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah. uh and he and, and dude you crushed it you absolutely crushed it um thanks man did, did, did phenomenal out there um so many people um <laughs> i remember I, i'd run into people and they're like you know officer samarana i go yeah i've met him they're like yeah yeah he's an, he was an awesome sro and i'm just like ouch <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <All> right. <laughs> exactly but um 
No, it was, I mean, it was cool because, you know, I, I finished being an SRO and I had the opportunity to get back into patrol and I was working my way up. I promoted to LPO and I was getting ready to test for Sergeant. I, I was, that was really my, 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 my next development step. And then I get this random email that I'm not expecting at all. And it's from some police department in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was actually a phone call. I was working nights at the time. And, uh, and it was, you know, I, I gotten, I got the interest. I had submitted the application. I don't know why I submitted the application. I really don't. I, to this day, and my wife and I talk about this, like, why did you submit the application? It's like, I really don't know. It just would not go away. Yeah. It kept showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up. And so ultimately I, I it was kind of one of those, like, I didn't know why I was doing it at the time. And I just did it. Never thinking it's going to work. I'd submitted a hundred of these things. Why would I do it? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to lay down. I'd gotten off one night and it's, you know, it's, it's in the middle Middle of summer, and you know those nights where the sun comes up at like four. <laughs> those hurt, like, man. Those I hurt. still got three hours left in my shift. This is not cool. <laughs> and um, I'm going to lay down, and the phone rings, and, and, and it's a number I I did not recognize. I'd never seen this number before, and I was just you know let it go to voicemail. I don't know. I don't care. And it was I don't know what it was. It was just like pick that phone up. And so I picked it up, and it was uh, it was the chief of police of an agency in in, in, uh, in North Carolina. It was a Nightdale. And, um, I said, look, I'm just going to level with you. This is, this is you, you're either going to receive this or not. He goes, uh, but he says, we're, we have an SRO vacancy and I'm looking at your resume and I'm a man of faith. And i I just really feel like God's telling me to give you a call. Wow. Does that make any sense to you at all? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm awake now. Let's talk. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up hopping on a plane and flying across the country and went through the, the testing process with them and. They said, look, uh, we have an opportunity. It's kind of on you whether you want it, but if you want it, we'll, we'll offer you, mm-hmm. we'll offer you the, the, the position. And, uh, Ange and I came home and we went, my wife and I, we went back and forth and it was like, you know what, now, if not now, when, you know, this is kind of that rubber meets the road moment of, do I believe that God's leading us back here? And that's how we want things to be, right? We want them to be immediate. You know, we look at someone like Moses in, in my life, in my mind, Moses was someone who was just like, he was in position. He he was young. He was he was you know in Egypt. He's going to lead the, God's people, the Israelites, out of out of Egypt. And in my mind, when he has his position, when he has his youth, that would be the time to do it, right? That's yeah. the most advantageous time to do it. No, 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 no. It's actually when he's older, when he's lost all of his prestige, when he's had some stuff happen to him. Mm-hmm. God says, okay, now now's when. Yeah. And and so often we want. You know, it doesn't make sense. It didn't happen this way. And we, all these variables that I thought was going to help get me there, that's, that's the way it had to be done. I'm, I guess I'm, I must be, I guess it's not going to happen for me. And some, oftentimes it happens later in life. Oftentimes it happens on the backside of, of our mistakes. Oftentimes it happens when we least expect it. Yeah. And uh, that was certainly the case for me. It was kind of at the end of my strength is where God's strength began. And it was that, okay, are we going to do this? Yes or no? It's like, what is this? Are we going to move all the way across the country, take the same job for less money for a chance at getting on staff at one of the largest churches in the world? 99. Most, most people say no way. But when, when God stirs your heart, when God puts, mm-hmm. when God is continuously keeping something top of mind, when God is calling you, it's, 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 it makes you sick not to do it. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we took the leap of faith at, at the expense of, uh, some relationships because people are just like, like you're dumb. Like, why would you do this? But we ultimately ended up going across the country. And uh, it wasn't like there was a ticker tape parade. It wasn't everybody's like, like, yeah, you guys are here. No yeah. one knew, no one cared. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was get to work. And uh, we ended up finding a location there 
Elevation's got locations all up and down the East Coast, uh, but they had a they had a couple in in the Raleigh area. They're based out of Charlotte, but they had a couple in the Raleigh area, and it was like ten minutes from where we were staying. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting there and and meeting some just some of the most just amazing people. Um, the staff there is top notch. Um, yeah. I mean, top notch human beings. And the cool thing of it is, is I mean, they all have the same you know a similar story in some way. They're 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 in they're they're a normal person just like you and I who were crazy enough to to ask God for the impossible. They were crazy enough to to be obedient to the prompt that God was giving them and uh, God has continued to to bless them and put, and put put people in positions and we just saw that time and time again. And uh it took a couple of years but ultimately we ended up on uh ultimately we we ended up on staff. And that's a, a long story for another day of how that how that that came to fruition <laughs> but uh Ultimately, it took a couple of years, but we ended up on on staff at Elevation. And in my mind, like it's it's very very fairy tale ending, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had a great house. Uh, Angela's parents ended up moving across the country. They lived like I mean, they were within walking distance. I mean, it was it was it was perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. Best job in the world, but hands down, best job in the world. I hadn't I didn't have to go work for a day. I loved it. I yeah. loved what I, I loved the people. I loved what I did. It was amazing. Why would I leave? I'd never leave. I'm never leaving ever. And then, uh, and then it was uh, it was two Super Bowls ago. It was the day after Brady beats uh, Brady and the Bucks beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I get a phone call from Pastor Toby. Hey, kind of seed of an idea here, and uh, he says, "Would you ever consider coming back to Vision and becoming the lead pastor? Um, retirement's on the horizon. Wow. Would you ever consider this?" And it was like, <laughs> "Wow, thanks, flattered." No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> didn't even think. You no, no, not oh, even right. a little bit. Like, and there was no hesitation. It wasn't like, well, let me think on it and pray on it. It was a solid no. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm honored. I would, I would love to talk with you. I'd love to, ke- you know, continue to catch up. We haven't talked to each other in, in a couple of years. Hadn't seen each other. Man, it's awesome. You know, congratulations on on moving on. But find somebody else. <laughs> no. And uh, one of his greatest qualities is he's a, he's persistent. <laughs> and that was a couple months later. Cause we, we, we'd engaged in dialogue and uh, he ends up hopping on a plane and flying out to Raleigh. And uh, we started, we, we started talking and what I want to, we, we talked the potential and the possibility. And I said, look, I want to show you why I'm telling you no. And I had the opportunity to, to show him what I get to do every single day, yeah. every single day. I was like, why would I walk away from this? I love this. These are some amazing people. The impact is huge. The impact is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, I remember I had one day, I started the day up in Martinsville, Virginia with Convoy of Hope, the Joey Logano Foundation, helping outreach, providing uh, boxes and months worth of food to families in need. Uh, went down to Charlotte because there was some churches in the area that were coming in, get a chance to walk them through of, hey, it was Think of it like a conference. How can we help you with what yeah. your needs are? Yeah. And by the end of the day, I was on a, I was on a Zoom call with a church in Taiwan. Oh, that was wow. a day. That's cool. I, I was yeah. every day like that. I loved it. Yeah. My kids loved it. My wife loved it. I loved the people. It was like, I'm not leaving this. A couple months later, in June, I told him no twice. Twice I told him no. In June, he says, hey, and would you, why don't you come out here and just see it? Just, 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 I'm like, I've seen it. I know it. I've been there. I used to patrol the area. Like, I, I, know, <laughs> I know it, man. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to see. And he's like, well, just come. Just come and see. And he kept saying that, just come and see, just come and see. Well, he didn't know as I was planning on coming and visiting my folks anyway. And it was like, well, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. I wasn't intending to go. I'll go. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, yeah, you know what? We'll come out. We'll come out. And, and he put us on a plane. He ended up covering our, our airfare. And we came out and uh, and he got me. He says, hey, being that you're going to, seeing that you're going to be here and all, would 
would you mind teaching? <laughs> My first thought was, I'm not going on vacation to teach. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. We were talking about lesson plan. It's a lot of work to put a sermon together. I, I tell, I always say I don't feel good about it if I haven't done put at least 20 hours into it. And wow. I think some put more. Yeah. I know some pastors put in a, a minimum of a week. Whew. One of the things, I was starting to get into this, but I was learning kind of secondhand. I mean, every single word is important. And, and for every, I, I could be butchering this, this, this number, but I know it's fairly close. I think it's uh, for every minute that Pastor Stephen preaches, he's probably studied an hour. Wow. That's how much he has devoted himself to what God has called him to do or his mm-hmm. craft. And that's, I believe that has a lot to do, not to mention his prayer and his faith and uh, the the excellence of which he operates, but I believe it's his dedication is a lot of the reason why God has continued to, to bless uh, the ministry there in Charlotte and Elevation Church. But, and I've never forgotten that. I'm like, man, I would love to get to that level. I love to get to that level. Um, I'm working on it, working on it, getting there, but, yeah. uh, but you know, in, in, embrace your limitation. And so I was like, ah, do you want me? I was going to decline and say no. I was like, no, you know what? I'll do it. Why not? And I ended up coming back here and uh, getting the opportunity to teach that weekend, fully intending to say no, mm-hmm. fully intending to saying, I appreciate it, but still no. But thanks for the opportunity. It was great to come home. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even they did, they were doing Saturday and Sunday at the time, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And it was Saturday night. I'd finished and I had every intention. I was out there in the courtyard and I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was the sunset just hit the Catalinas the right way. I don't know what it was, but I caught, there's a lot of people in this courtyard and I caught my, my, my wife, I caught her gaze and she looks right at me and, and she, she mouths the same thing to me. She's like, and I was, she mouthed, this is home. And I'm like, I know, I know. And we, uh, we started, we went out to dinner that night and we drove around and like, is this what God's asking us to do? It was not in my plan. Mm-hmm. It was not what I wanted to do, but is this what God's asking us to do? The more we pray, the more we thought, and the more we we gave him control. That's what the phrase is. I mean, giving your life to Christ means, you know, God, I'll be in the car, but you're driving. Yeah. And sometimes we put ourselves in the car and we ask God to co-sign our plans. And then he never <laughs> does. And we get mad at him going, I took a step of faith. He goes, no, you took your step of faith. You yeah. weren't, you, weren't yeah. you know, I been talking to the church about, we have this phrase that's in our vernacular and it's so easy to say, I'm going to do this for God. It's like, don't do anything for God. Do everything with God, mm-hmm. with God, constant prayer, constant state of worship, constant state of surrender on and on. The, you know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, is three words, you know, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. pray without ceasing for Thessalonians, everything you wake up, pray, you go to work, pray, we start a podcast, pray. That's what I was doing, you know, before I got here, driving yeah. around, is just driving around, you know, kind of making the, the loop around, you know, Quartero, Ino, Thornydale, and uh, the freeway is praying. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Everything has been, and it's scary because when you give someone control and, and at best, you know, when the Holy Spirit prompts you, you're like, what, 60% sure at best? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but peace never comes before faith. It's always after. And so, Angie and I thought about it, hopped back on a plane and uh, made the decision, so yeah we're coming back. And then I had the fun task and I never in a million years thought I would do this, but I sat down and I, and I wrote out a resignation letter to pastor Stephen and uh, elevation church. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. Why would I walk away from this? I love this, but, and it's that war between your head and your heart. My head, I can stay here, but my heart's telling me, and I don't know why. I don't agree. I didn't agree with it. I don't. I, I don't. I love it here. I really yeah. love it here. But when you're called, it's 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 you know it's you know you have compassion. You're compelled. Uh, the Greek is the word splagnizomai. You feel it in your gut. Yeah. You know that just that gut feeling. You're sick to your stomach if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling. 
it was I'm compelled to go. Yeah. So that's the feeling you get when you if you don't do it right. You get exactly. That but then there's this other feeling of when you do do it, mm-hmm. and it's the fear. Oh gosh, yeah. Right? What did I? What did I just leave? What I had I everything that I thought I needed. Right. I was in a good spot. Mm-hmm. I was happy. Yep. I was yep. able to buy whatever I wanted. Yep. For the most part. Right? Yeah, we were and, great. I had a pool yeah. in the backyard. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, it was awesome. And that and and you talk about that war. It's literally a war. Oh no doubt. It's not like a. It's not a one day battle. And you know what? Hey, we're good. No, it's it's, it's great. Ongoing. It continues. It never stops. It still still continues. Yeah. We're, we've been here a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And there are still days I go home and I go, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and we want, we, I was talking about a, a week, we, I, I call it it's tension, right? Mm-hmm. We get stuck in this tension between what I want to do, what's nat- what, what, what feels natural, mm-hmm. right? Versus, now this is what God's calling me to do. And and the, the formula of growth is, uh, growth is, is, is a formula of time under tension. You work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if how, how big are you going to get if you, if you take this water bottle and you just sit here all day? Like, I'm, I'm working out. I'm, doing, I'm, you know, I've got my elbow tight, yeah. right? I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, here I go. Like, there's, there, there's no tension. Mm-hmm. I can do this for days. Yeah. Right. You want to get strong? You got to create tension. You've got to put some weight on this. Yeah. And not too much, because if you put too much on, you hurt yourself. But just enough that's going to keep you in a constant state of focus, going to keep you in a constant state of growing. And if you continue to stay in that rhythm day in and day out, Mm -hmm. time after time after time, that's where you're going to see growth because growth is a formula of time under tension. And so under tension, time under tension. And when that, when we, you take that step of faith, right. Mm -hmm. And the fear still shows up and we want the fear to go away, eliminate the fear. I took the step of faith. The fear should go away. (laughs) It never does. It never does. (laughs) The fear does put you in a position to continue to grow mm-hmm. because you see, we're looking at our life. I know I'm looking at my life. All of us, we're looking at, we have, we have just right here. I have enough to take the next step. Yeah. We have a heavenly father who has gone way out and can see way beyond mm-hmm. and goes, you're going to need strength in this season for the opportunity in the next and then the next and the next and the next. And that's what I, I, I tell people around me. So I tell my wife, that's what I tell our staff is don't run from the tension. Don't run, run right towards it, mm-hmm. but don't, don't lift the bar. You know, it, it, you, you're pretty big guy. You know how to squat, you know how to bench or we'll, we'll take the police officer approach to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, how, how often would we pull officers aside if they would go into calls by themselves if they didn't need to? We, we never, ever, mm-hmm. never. There's no such thing as a lone wolf, lone mm-hmm. ranger here. You know, all John McClain, all that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's for TV. Yeah. We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. You, you, you go in together, you go with somebody. It's a dangerous situation. Anytime that we would interview somebody, it's I want to see you, you mm-hmm. see me. We would control the atmosphere. We would control the environment, right? Never did this alone. And anytime an officer did that, we were very quick to yeah. go. We pulled them aside and go, absolutely not. You do not do that. Here's why. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would we do that? Something God's calling us to. Why would we go in by ourselves? We constantly go in. It's, it's, it's difficult. We're under tension. But that's why you have to stay in that constant state of prayer. That's mm-hmm. why you have to stay in that constant constant posture of worship. God, where are you leading me? God, mm-hmm. where, 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 where are we going? I don't want to wrestle with you. I want to embrace you. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the tension, in which I don't, don't get me started, but I'll start to, to, to you know, <laughs> Jacob and Israel and, and all that stuff. It's a great, great story in Genesis. You should read it. But, you know, it's, it's Jacob was the trickster because he would embrace God to wrestle with God. And then once he kind of figured it out, um, he would hold the same posture, but it wasn't to wrestle with God. It was to embrace God. And that's mm-hmm. when he became Israel. Another story for another day. Hey, but, we, hey, from this podcast, you know, there there may be viewers that are going to come to hear their, that story. Yeah, no doubt. You know, visit Vision Church. I would so. love love to. And it's and it's an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. Ongoing story. We're talking about it this weekend. 
you know, that's why you have to, you have to I always take, take notes, take notes, man. You start speaking, taking notes mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, we were, t- we were, uh, you know, Clint's, Clint's in the other room. Happy yeah. birthday, Clint. Yeah. Happy birthday, Clint. Happy 21st. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, um, we, we, he was talking about this, you know, we, we were, we were prepping and we were setting mics and stuff up beforehand. We were just mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. Right. And he, he hits the record button. Why does he do that? Because it, it's never what you sit down to, to, to focus on. It's always the, the stuff that you figure out along the way. It's always mm-hmm. it's sometimes the, the richest stuff that you talk about is not in the time frame that you, you plan for it to be. Mm-hmm. And so you never know when, when the Holy Spirit's going to talk to you. You never know. That's why you always have to take notes. You always have to be ready because it's, it, what God's going to do may never ever be in the box that you expect it to be in. Mm-hmm. It oftentimes will show up when you don't expect it. <laughs> it often, More times yes. than not, it will show yeah. up when, when you don't expect it. And you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready because uh, God doesn't work on our timetable. Sometimes when it feels like God's late, no, he's actually just right on time. Yeah. And all it takes is one variable to change to go, Thank goodness we did this on your timetable, not mine, because mm-hmm. it would have been so messed up if we'd have done it on my timetable. And so coming back here to Tucson, we've been here a little over a year. Yeah, the fear doesn't go away. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But it's that constant state of prayer. It's that constant relying on like this isn't God, this is if this is my strength, it will fail. Mm-hmm. If I'm back here because of what I'm doing, if this isn't you and only you alone, this this will absolutely fall apart. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe for a second. I don't believe for a second that what God is doing uh, at Vision Church or certainly what God is doing through through me or the people that, that are, are have come around, I don't believe it's in our strength. It's not a it's not a sightseeing tour. It's not a, a, a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not even a job, to be yeah. honest with you. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute lifestyle. We, we we love every aspect of what we get to do every single day. We, we that's language. It's like, you know. Uh, and I learned this from uh, Elevation of Pastor Stephen. You know, it's it's uh, oh, I have to go to work. No, you don't. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get. You don't have to get a paycheck either. <laughs> you don't have to get a mortgage. I do that to people too. Just quit, then. It's quit. Don't go. Right. Don't go. Like, you don't you have to. I gotta go. I gotta no, you don't. pay the bills. I gotta do this. You know. Yeah. It's, you, you talk about your job. You know, you may hate your job. Uh, you know, I I have to go to work. No, you don't. No, you don't. I, and tell it to somebody who's trying to find a job right now. Yeah. Who can't can't work. Mm-hmm. How much would they? You know, they're, they're watching their savings deplete. They're, they're yeah. doing the mental math problem of, of, okay, at what point do we have to sell the house? Where do we go? Where well, do we find a job? All that stuff, yeah. right? You're hitting perspective now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we had a camera go out, so we had to fix that real quick. Uh, but we were talking about perspective. We were yeah. getting to talking about, I, I have to go to work today. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, no, no, you don't. And then you were right. talking about the, the person that's looking for the job. Yeah. Like how they would feel. So let's. Yeah, it all it all fits together. It's the, it's the perspective. It's how you how you view something. Mm-hmm. That's all perspective is. You might see what is perspective. It's illusions. How how are you viewing it? You have this vantage point, but somebody yeah. else may have a different vantage point. Mm-hmm. And it's if you can learn to see it from a different perspective, a different vantage point, a different point of view, that's where you begin to see the entirety or what we would call in the police department, the totality of something, Mm -hmm. not just one version of it. Yeah. And that's where you can begin to become flexible. That's where you can begin to understand because you don't like your job, but you have one. Mm -hmm. You have insurance and you have retirement, Mm -hmm. you have income and you can pay for a lifestyle. Somebody who can't find a job who is, and they're not lazy, they're looking, they just can't find one. Mm -hmm. They would give anything to be in your position. And all it takes to see your job differently is to take a second and look at it from their perspective. If we invite more people to the table and if we do what we can to have, to gain different perspectives, Mm -hmm. it's going to put us in a better position. Take Clint, for example. Mm -hmm. Clint's in here. He's watching this, right? He's he's checking the audio level on your mic, my Mm -hmm. mic, these two cameras. He's looking at it all. You Mm -hmm. and I are fixated on this conversation. He's looking at everything. That camera goes out. 
Mm-hmm. Now, without Clint, somebody else to give us his perspective, you and I just keep talking. You, you just go keep to going. post edit and you're like, <laughs> well, dang it. Now what do I do? And you're looking for B-real footage and you're trying to, to fill it and you're trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. But we had somebody else give us a different perspective that can walk in and go, hey, real quick, time out. Let's fix, let's fix this. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in a better position to move forward with what you set your hand to. Yeah. And it's the same concept with perspective. We need to have other people around us. We need to have other people in our corner. You should never be the smartest person in the room. You should always have, Preach, s- yeah. you should always have somebody else that can continue to give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You have to receive that. You have to listen to it. doesn't mean you always agree with it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you even agree with it right now. Yeah. But if you have people that can give you a different perspective, you have people that can come in and give you a different view or a different angle or a different side of things, it puts you in a position. And I know me personally, I'm a human being. You're a human being. We're all human. There are times when I'm like, yeah, God's going to do it. This is amazing. And I believe it and I feel it because mm-hmm. I'm in this constant state of prayer, but I'm human. There are other times where I go, holy crap, what's <laughs> going on work. here? What am I doing here, man? Why am I here? The yeah. fear, right? Yeah. And I have I have somebody around me, whether it's my wife, whether it's it's my it's my guy Brandon. Mm-hmm. This fool moved out to North Carolina. He's good. I'm going before you do. I'm like, why? Why? I tried to talk him out of coming to Arizona. Come to Arizona. I'm like, you do not want to come. It's yeah. different. It's hard. It's it's a dry heat. It's, <laughs> it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> There's no chicken, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's Mexican food, by the way. He gets it now. Yeah. My like, Mexican food's awesome. He's like, ah, what's the big deal? Now you know what oh, the big you know. deal is, bro. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he came out here before and there are times where he pulls me aside and helps give me a, pers- a perspective that I can't see. Or someone like Tyler pulls me aside. Tyler's a guy that, that uh, I want to introduce you to at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's someone that has just for no other reason, but God knew God yeah. put him in position. He's been able to pull me aside. He attends vision church and he, he doesn't realize that he's a leader. He doesn't realize it. He, he will never take that. He's the epitome of humble, mm-hmm. but there have been so many times that he's been the one that's been continuing to encourage me. And we're not sitting here. It's like, well, you're the pastor. What's someone, what's a volunteer doing encouraging you? It's like, well, we don't, I don't view it that way. Yeah. Don't throw the, the titles, right? The titles like, are what? What do titles mean? Yeah. What he doesn't realize is the best sermon that was preached that week was the one on Tuesday where he's sitting there and, and it was just him and me. And if we, if we limit ourselves or if we identify ourselves by a title, mm-hmm. then we're limiting our perspective. We're yeah. limiting what can be done. But if we zoom out, we can begin to see things from different perspectives. And all of a sudden, he views his position as, hey, I have an opportunity to give input. Now, all of a sudden, everything around you can continue to be better. And so whatever your frustration is, that's what I constantly try to remind myself, other people. Whatever your frustration is, flip it. Flip it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ways, you know, an, an, obst- an obstacle is just an opportunity. It's just, it's a every obstacle is just a hidden opportunity, but mm-hmm. you have to see it from a perspective. We would understand contact and cover, right? Yeah. There's a difference between contact and cover. Huge difference. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So one of us is actually contacting the other person. You're, if I'm contacting somebody, my mm-hmm. job is to contact them. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm fixated on them. Your job as my cover officer mm-hmm. is to look at everything that I'm not looking at, yep. right? Putting you in a position to be able to see something that I can't see can keep not only me safe, the person I'm talking to safe, can keep a a, a potential, it keeps, a pro, keeps, keeps problems from happening. It keeps it at the level of just a potential problem. Yeah. Whereas if you're not there and it's all contact and no cover, all of a sudden it can blow up. It can mm-hmm. get so out of hand. And so oftentimes it's like, well, you know, the, the, the primary officer, the contact officer, right? That's the most important officer on the call. Not even close. Who cares? Yeah. You know, and it might be, you know, the rookie on the, on the squad, you might have a, a, a captain yeah. or a lieutenant or a sergeant right out there and they're, they're seniored and they're decorated and they know what they're doing, 
But the rookie walks in and, and he takes the role of cover officer. He's not, he's like, I don't know, it's my first day, but I'm sure that guy over there pointing a gun at us is bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then his position of cover officer, rookie cover officer, first day just became the most important. Could you imagine if the sergeant's like, hey, hey, hey know your role. Yeah. Know your role. I'm talking. Okay. It's a bad day. Right? <laughs> Perspective. Perspective is just getting, inviting different vantage points into the room, inviting different vantage points into the season, doing it together. Yeah. What's the church? Doing it together. Yeah. It's not an organization. It's not a building. It's not this group or that group. It's it's it's, it's people. Yeah. It's people who have a voice, have a perspective. doesn't mean that the voice that speaks up is always right. And it's, it might be the right idea, wrong season. That's yeah. the other thing too. We said, no, it's this idea in this season. No. And it's not being, it's not being afraid to give a good idea. That's half the reason. So many people have so many good ideas. That's why we were talking about, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, Marielle, mm-hmm. your friend beforehand with, with uh, Con- we were talking about, you, this is your like roughly 250 podcasts y'all have done. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, thanks. Most people stop after like three. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's, it's hard. Heck, yeah. Just it's like a lot everything of, else, right? It takes consistency. Consistency, trial, mm-hmm. error, mistakes, mm-hmm. figuring it out. Yeah. How do they do that? Right. And I was asking you, you know, and uh, it's not fair to put you on the spot. I said, well, 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 give me, give me one of your memorable, give me some, some memorable ones. And you didn't even hesitate. Didn't even hesitate. You brought her up. Mm-hmm. You brought her up and, and, and talking about just how it was, it was how why it was memorable and how how you how you remember it and how it was just it was fantastic. It was a fantastic podcast and 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 that's it's bringing other people to the table. It's bringing other people in and it's not being afraid to try something. It's not being afraid to jump into something. It's not being it's not being afraid. Not telling. Mm-hmm. Not saying no. Yeah. It's I'm going to say yes and she. Ends up being one of the 250, one of the most memorable. But how often do we talk ourselves out of good ideas? How often do we punt? How often do we quit? How often do we let go? Because of that fear, we don't want to grow in that tension. We don't even want to get in that tension. We just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's so many different elements that go into what God's calling you to do or what, what your dreams are, what you're mm-hmm. believing. And so often we're so quick to just yeah. bail. And I'll be the first one to admit, the only reason I've ever been able to continue to follow what God's doing in my life is not because of a Lone Ranger mentality. I've had people around going, Hey, let's get lunch. Hey, let me pray for you. Hey, let me call. Let me encourage you. Hey, Mm -hmm. let me, let me, let me remind you of God's problem. Let me keep you in that constant state of prayer. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. You wake up, you think about it, you go to bed, you think about it. It's, it's, and that's, that's why I love what I do at vision. What's God doing at vision. I don't ask him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be obedient to what he's given me to do right now. Yeah. What he's given me to do right now. There's a lot of great people around and I'm grateful every single day I wake up. I love what I do. How do people get in touch with vision? How do they, uh, a couple different ways. Uh, first yeah, way is our website, yeah. the visionchurch.com. Okay. Uh, there's a contact us button and uh, it's like, where does that go? My email, <laughs> <laughs> my email or our staff's email goes to a Google sheet. And, uh, we I pride myself in an immediate response, being able to get back. I said, no less than 24 hours. If it comes through and you get the notification, do it immediately. Yeah. Don't let, do not let the end of the day come at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Cannot, cannot, it has to be 24 hours. Yeah. You have to respond within 24 hours because and here's the reason why. Holy, what was I talking about earlier? Holy Spirit doesn't do things on our timetable. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets that prompt. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to them. Don't you don't ever take people for granted ever. Yeah. Somebody goes through the process of actually clicking a button take to get time. to take yeah. the time to get to know someone. Honor is giving giving weight to the action that somebody took. Yeah. We want to honor that person by the step that they took to say, "Hey, I have a question or I want to learn something." And we we can't take people for granted, man. Yeah. You really can't. 
And so that's the best way to do it. The vision church, uh, com. We're at 7511 North Benet drive. It's nice. like, where is that? Right. Yeah. Do you know where crossroads park is do you, at Cortero and silver bell or Lehman Academy? We are literally right across the street. Follow Benet up and mm-hmm. we are on the right. There you go. Follow the music. Yeah. There will be some music. And we try to keep it at, at, at a good decibel level because I know about the noise <laughs> ordinances here. And so yeah. we don't want the neighbors to not like us, but uh, I, I don't like people coming to a dry, dead building. So there's always music going around. It's like, oh, is it Christian contemporary? It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's If Dude Perfect plays it, we're probably doing the same thing. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that was powerful, man. You know, you, you covered a lot of stuff that people feel all the time and they might not know how to navigate through it they might not have the answer to it they might not have any type of resource right. to to go to for it whether they don't have family they're you know they're short on friends right. you know especially with what happened over the last couple of years oh, no was, doubt. was definitely like a it just was an unfortunate way of isolating individuals and, right. and keeping community kind of at bay you know at having having that information that you just gave and how you got to where you are and how you thought and your perspective and trusting God. Right. It's, it's just huge. It's powerful. I think, you know, listeners that hear this are going to, are going to understand a lot more. Right. You know, the one thing that I want to talk about is, and I tell this to my wife and I tell this to my friends all the time, because people will get super, super excited and into something that they want to do or they're trying right. to accomplish. And I always have this saying, I'm like, you want it too bad. Mm-hmm. You want it way too bad. Or somebody wants a job or they want right. like a, some opportunity to come up like you want it way too bad and i've been there and i still hit those those oh, yeah. moments sometimes where i'm like i want i and i'll recognize and i'll get i'll kind of get like weary because i'm like i i want this too bad right and i kind of take a step back and go okay what else is going on around here there it is because you, you brought that up you need to take a step back what else is going on around mm-hmm. here i'm fixated on getting that done or obtaining that and all too often i see it not work out for people yeah and they're crushed, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and and here's the interesting thing about that: you actually, you actually were so fixated on where you thought you had to get to that you missed the opportunity. The opportunity walked, walked right, right by you. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking uh-huh. about—the tunnel vision that mm-hmm. happens that we get. Yeah, we talk uh, officers all the time. You didn't see that? No, you didn't see, no, because the party lights went on, and I had to get there. Yeah, right. But there's a five minute delay between said accident, calling nine one one, dispatcher, call center, get yeah. to our our computer informations could be three to five minutes old and you're so fixated and tunnel vision on the place that I'm going, mm-hmm. the dude you're looking for walked right by. <laughs> and man, is that, is how, how true is that in everything that we do? I'm so fixated. Yeah. I'm going to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that you had the opportunity to be, I would, in my opinion, one of the best podcasters I've seen. I've told you numerous oh, times. Oh man, I appreciate it. I watch LTD and I'm like, that's the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. I, yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. I know you never brag on yourself cause you're humble, but I'll, let me brag on you for a second. I mean, what you're doing is awesome. You don't do 250 of these things. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Yeah. Most people don't make it past 10. Mm-hmm. Most people, they really don't. Three, if they're curious. 10, if they're dedicated. 25, 50, they've got some resource. Yeah. Y'all are over 250 mm-hmm. and growing. Yeah. And growing. And I think two things. Number one, you haven't made it about yourself. It's not about LTD. Yeah. It's about you're, you're putting others ahead of you. You're trying to feature other people. And it's that idea of he who glorifies himself mm-hmm. will be humbled. He who humbles himself will be glorified. Yeah. And you guys at LTD, you and Clint, you've, you've taken that, that, that posture and here you guys are 250 in. 
250 mm. podcasts in like dude that's awesome and 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 i think many more to come yeah many many yeah. many more to come because it's open so you weren't you were not so fixated on this is the direction of my life you were open not only open brave enough yeah brave enough to open yourself up to what else is possible yeah there's a lot of people who are watching a lot of people who are listening mm-hmm. wondering they look at everything that they're doing every single day they have they they put their head down on their pillow at night they're they're kind of get that 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 gaze as they're at the dinner table. They're zoned out and they're think they're taking inventory of their life. And so many people take their God given passions, their God given abilities to the grave because they were never brave enough to take the step and wonder what if you walked away from a great job mm-hmm. as a police officer. No guarantee. Mm-mm. Whole lot of potential, no guarantee. Yeah. Y'all are two hundred and fifty episodes in because you navigated the tension, you navigated the fear, you took the step of faith, you took you were obedient to the passion that God put inside of you. And there's so many people they have this passion, they have this gift. The I always I, I me and Toby, me and Pastor Toby laugh at this because I always I, I said, you know, vision, what's your mission statement? What's the mission statement? What mm-hmm. are we trying to accomplish? And it's like helping people see who Jesus really is. I said, Great, what's the vision? He goes, we don't have one. <laughs> I said, that's the most ironic thing in the world, man. Vision has no vision statement, but where there is no vision, people perish. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so I became f- just rock solid fixated on a vision. Like, like, okay, God, what is the vision? And it's the same thing that you're wondering, that I'm wondering, that anyone who's listening to this, we all have this exact same. We we have a passion inside of us. We have There's things that you're good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you put in a lot of hard work, but there's some degree of natural ability that you have. Mm-hmm. You've continue to unearth it. You've continued to unpack it. You've continued to develop it. Mm-hmm. You've continued to, to perfect it through mistakes, Yep. but you've made, you, you've made progress. You're growing and you're adding to your natural ability that was God given. There's certain things we can't do. I can't cook. It's not a natural <laughs> ability. I could try as hard as I want to. But can't you can communicate. I, I can communicate. It's, it's yeah. something that God gifted me to do. Mm-hmm. And it helped me in the police department, but it wasn't what I was called to do. And look at you now. I was called to do this. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Every, but every single person, why should I come to vision? Why should I go to any church? Why should I come to vision? The Everything that we do, it points people to Jesus Christ, but not just to have a relationship with him and get a golden ticket into heaven and great, you're in the army now, go get other people. No, yeah. no, no. But God put that passion aside. He put that, I mean, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah talks about before he before God formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Mm-hmm. He knew everything he deposited, everything that he created inside of you, every potential. He knew all of it. He knew the arsenal that he put together yeah. in you. And people know what's inside of them. They know their gifts. They know their abilities. And sometimes what frustrates them is they their un, unrealized potential. What we want people to see at Vision Church, we want them to come and see. See why God chose you. See why God chose you. That's why we don't have a five-step cookie-cutter plan. Okay, well, you know, you, you come to Vision, you give your life to Christ, and then you do, you join this group, and you volunteer on this team, and you pass this class. That's, that's crap. Like, can we just say it? Like, I'm just going to say it. It's, 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 it's junk. Yeah. It really, really is. What's your next step? I don't know. Because there's, there's, you're, not, you're not a cookie-cutter human. Because there's no cookie cutter humans, there can't be cookie cutter plans. Someone found out the the, the perfect plan to every, and this is going to work for you. And it doesn't, man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Some people, you know what their next step is? Because you just talked about it. The last couple of years, recalibrated everything for mm-hmm. everyone. Sometimes the next step for somebody, dude, let's go to a hockey game. Yeah. Let's go catch the Roadrunners and just get to know each other. Mm-hmm. It's not trans. It can't be transactional. Yeah. It can't be, okay, come and let's get you involved in this thing or let's do, 
what do you like to do? <laughs> what do you like to do? Who, what do you believe in God for? What is the thing? Uh, this is the last, last nugget that I got from Pastor Stephen. Your misery, what makes you miserable? What is it? Mm. That's probably your ministry. So we tell our, our, our small group leaders all the time, what's your passion? I like studying the word of God. Nobody does. I mean, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, aren't you a pastor? Yes. I, we have more Bible knowledge than we know what to do with, dude. Mm-hmm. We are the most educated generation. But that only goes so far. History. It's exactly. It doesn't, what is it? It doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So the, the most, the most life-changing people in scripture were, most of them were illiterate, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus met you where you were. I love that Peter was a fisherman. Cool. Go be fishers of men. What was your passion? What was your ability? Cool. Utilize that. Find your mm-hmm. passion. Find your people. Invite the Holy Spirit. You may just stumble into your purpose. Yeah. What do you like to do? Bible. And there's nothing wrong with Bible studies. Okay. Don't 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 misunderstand me. I love studying the Bible as much as anybody. I I, I inundate myself in it. It's it's phenomenal. But it's the equivalent of like I like food too. A lot of it. If I just eat and 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 eat, and eat don't do anything with it. I'm going to become obese and overweight, right? There has You have <laughs> yeah. to at some point put that into practice. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always happen through the same three categories that we create. You have to you have to volunteer on a team. You have to volunteer in your community. And that's, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's just utilizing your passion and inviting other people into it. And the most powerful conversation that you have is not going to be around, un, you know, unpacking and exegeting the book of Exodus. Yeah. It might be sitting, <laughs> it might be around the water cooler playing pickup basketball Mm -hmm. it might be at the gym yeah because it was the unplanned moments that's Mm -hmm. when the holy spirit shows up that's when all of a sudden it's the thing i've been needing to hear my whole life i just heard from the guy that was spotting me on the bench i wasn't ready for it i was just coming here to work out (laughs) chest and i realized that this that god just unlocked something through this person yeah that's why it starts with a conversation you got to be willing to have a conversation you have to be willing to tell your story yeah we're willing to listen What's the next step? We'll figure it out along the way. Because that's where God shows up along the way. He told Abram, go to the land I will show you. Where is it? Go. Just go. And I'll show up along the way. (laughs) That's what he did. Hey, Cole. We're, we're pressed for time. For sure. been, it's already almost been an hour. <laughs> know, right? <laughs> it's it's wow. been so great. But before we go, I want to cover this, okay? Cut. I was like, we're going to talk a little bit of sports before we go. Let's do it. Who's winning the Super Bowl and why? Oh, man. This is tough. I'm going to go Philly. Okay. Philly's going to win the Super Bowl. Here, here's And here's why. I believe as much as I as much as I love the Chiefs and I love their 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 offense is very difficult to stop. Yeah. Very, very difficult to stop. I mean, who do you who do you cover? Do you cover mm-hmm. Mahomes? Do you cover Kelsey? If not, they're gonna beat you over the top. They've got a great running game. Philly's got a front four. Mm-hmm. They really have a front the trenches, front. yeah. They do. They have a front four. And Mahomes is a little bit hobbled. I know he's got a little bit of time to recover, but quite frankly, I don't believe that the Kansas City defense can stop Hurts. I do believe that the Philly defense can stop the Chiefs' offenses. So it's because of the vulnerability in the Chiefs' defense. That's why I believe. I guess why I got Philly. As painful as it is for me to say that I'm pulling for Philly and I got Philly, <laughs> Philly. I wanted the Bengals to go, but yeah. that's another story. Yeah, they just couldn't get it done, man. They couldn't, man. They couldn't, man. It was... Uh Ah, they couldn't get it done, but it'll be it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So I'm going to counter you on that. Okay. okay. You got I'm going to say Chiefs. All right. Um Greatness is defined in these moments, and no I think that Mahomes is going to show greatness yeah. that day. I don't think uh, – I, I like how Jalen Hurts plays, but something's wrong 
yeah. Jalen Hurts. You think it's, so? Yeah. There's definitely something off, right? The stats, if you look at the stats oh, over yeah, the last couple sure. of weeks, there's something He's off. not. He's definitely not. And I think uh, Andy Reid being the person he is and the people involved in that organization, I think that the Jalen's going to get exposed and it's going to be yeah. an, an unfortunate day for him. I don't think, I just, I I, I see what the, the front four for Philly can mm-hmm. do on defense. They're just out of control. Like right. they're, that is just the best I would say the best example of controlled violence I've seen. In oh, a it while. is. Yeah, <laughs> you I know mean, what I mean? How do you? Yeah. All and, year. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, but I'm going to say Kansas City. Uh, yeah. By seven. I'll tell you what, let's put lunch on it. Okay. You All got right. it. Shake on it. All right. Where are we going? <laughs> we're going to go back to your spot. Oh, the black top. Black top. Oh, man. That's a good spot. Yeah. It is. I, I don't, I won't hesitate to go back there. No. All right. Win, lose, or draw. I'll go back there. The Sonoran dogs are amazing. They are. Amazing. They are. They awesome. Are. They looking really forward are. to it. So, all right, man. Well, awesome. it was a pleasure having you here. I loved it. If, if you guys you're, are amazing hosts. If, if you're looking for a, a church to go to here in the community, something to check out, go check out Vision Church. I've been there. I've seen Cole in his element. Uh, great, great sermon. The connection was there. Just everything you have was just applicable to daily life and, and some of the stuff that I was feeling. And I know I could tell people in the, the audience were feeling it too, the ones that are your followers there. So again, uh, we appreciate you listening. If you want to be on the podcast, go to localmernet.com, go to the podcast area, submit an interest form. If you're looking to advertise on this program, we are open to advertising. Reach out to us. We'll get you on. Have a good day.